morning's reading comes from Isaiah chapter 40, commencing at verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth, when he blows upon them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom, then, will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall not run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hear the word of the Lord. Um, before I start, better start with some prayer. Okay. Father God, we thank you for your word, and uh, Father, we pray for grace not just to be hearers of your word, but doers also. I pray for grace to be um, a messenger of your word this morning, and grace for each one of us to hear and respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, it's great to be here. I've, uh, Randall's um, over the last couple of years, um, when he's been trying to be off on holidays um, in January, he's asked me, am I available? And I've had to say, no, I've been tied up with a locum. And uh, it just, ha- just happens that uh, even though I still am tied up with a locum, I had this Sunday free. Uh, we just came back from Tassie yesterday. We almost didn't make it. Um, we we <laughs> turned up at the, uh, the pl- uh, where we dropped off our car and they c- it wasn't there, nowhere to be seen, and they couldn't find the car keys. And they said, oh, yeah, no, we know where the car is, but couldn't find the car keys. Um, and <laughs> and uh, Joan looked on it. She's, she's very sharp, my wife, and uh, she looked at this rack and said, oh, that looks like them. And so, yeah. But there was missing out of it because um, they offered us uh, um, some, yeah, the, the next time we're away for an extended time, we could get it free. Well, like, so, like, you asked for it anyway. Anyway, anyway, he did that. So that was, and it's one of those uh, um, encouragements that in everything God works for good for those who love Him. 
Okay, it's just, it's just one of my favourite verses. It's just one of those verses that actually um, spoke, first of all, to, to me early on in my Christian life. And um, it's one that's been true ever since then. Um, since, since I last was, was here, uh, you, you might, might have heard that I uh, had a fall and um, had a fracture in my back. And uh, you can think, well, how, how does, how's that good? And uh, it turned out to be good in three ways, at least three ways. Um, one was that um, I found out that I had a problem that, that I, I didn't know I had before, um, a bit of osteoporosis, and meant that I could actually get treatment. Um, then it, uh, it also showed me just how much my wife Joan cared for me for, for six weeks at least. She was helping me undress and uh, um, helped me in the shower and um, put on this brace that I had to have for, for 14 weeks. And so it just really, sh- and without grumbling at all, and so it really showed me how much she loved and cared for me. And so often you don't know how much people care for you until you're in a situation where um, you're dependent on them and um, will they look after you. I mean, it's easy to be with people uh, when everything's going all right. But when it isn't, um, you know who your friends are, those who really care for you. They stand with you in the trials of life. And so um, there was good that came out of it that way. Oh, and it was an extended holiday as well because <laughs> I, was, I was jumping from one locum to another and, and God knew, <clears throat> knew I needed a rest. <laughs> and so it was a bit of enforced rest. And so, uh, so God gives us th- these, these promises um, and I, I, I was reflecting last, last night that um, uh, we actually need these promises. Um, Peter, writing in his second epistle, says... Um, through his great and precious promises, we participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world caused by evil desires. So he's saying, okay, it's through the promises of God that we participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world. Oh, we know there's a lot of corruption in the world, don't we? It just seems to be increasing. Uh, and how do we escape it so that we're not actually part of it? And so God's given us his promises. And so they're there in scripture for our benefit. Um, so God knows some of the struggles that we actually face and there's a sense in which he goes before us and prepares the way and gives us these promises, things to actually ha- hold on to when everything else is falling apart around about us. Um, I know one, one of those <coughs> promises that... Um, has been special to me probably right through my ministry, is um, from Lamentation 3, which says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And look, I've been in ministry for over 40 years, and uh, sometimes you get up on, often you have a bad night on Saturday night, and you're not feeling too great, and you think, oh, how am I going to manage today with the, you know, preaching? And the thought comes, hey, God's mercies are made new each morning. Great is his faithfulness. And I think, hey, I look back 40 years. Hey, he's been there all the time. He's never let me down once. Um, he's not going to change. And so his mercies <coughs> will be made new this morning as well. And so no matter how badly I might feel, how uh, sleep-deprived I might feel, uh, 
God's mercies are going to be sufficient. And so that's another promise that's actually held me together. Um, and Jesus um, you know, uh, gave a promise to his disciples. In the world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so here's this promise um, um, that he's, he's with us, he's, he's overcome and he'll help us to overcome as well. So the promises are, are there for our benefit, things to actually hand, ha- hang on to uh, when, as I say, life is shaking us around it. And, and that will happen. Um, in fact, God actually allows it to happen. Um, for our good. Because like, when life flows, flows smoothly, uh, we actually aren't dependent on God. We, we don't have to be. And so we, we're just carried along by life. But when uh, we're shaken up and things go awry, at that point uh, we start to recognise some of our own inadequacies. Um, we lose our cool, we get angry, we get impatient, all those, those things and, and lots more. Uh, we get anxious about about things. You know, where 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 is the world going on? Um, can get anxious about our wealth, our health, I should say, and and so at at those times we get to recognise that hey, we should recognise. Hey, uh, as a Christian, I should know God's peace. As a Christian, I should know God's joy. And if I am not at peace and I'm not knowing joy, something's wrong. Um, I'm looking to myself rather than to God who has called me and has promised to look after me. So as I say, God goes before us and prepares the way for us. And in, in this reading from Isaiah, here's this precious promise at the end. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings and soar like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So here's this promise when we feel as if life has worn us down, God says as we wait on him, as we hope on him, he will renew our strength. It's a promise. He will do it. And so one of the things about God is that he is faithful. He doesn't break any of his promises. Unlike politicians, make promises they can't deliver on. And God makes these promises. And in in, in this reading from Isaiah, uh, he actually says, uh, think about who I am. Look, I've made this promise to that I will renew your strength. Think about who I am. And he says, I'm the one who made this vast universe. Look, I know all the stars. I know them by name. And that was an important thing for them because uh, at that point, well, I don't know, some within 150 years, the... Um, the Babylonians would come and um, take them away and they'd be in exile for 70 years. And the Babylonians worshipped the stars. And God's saying, hey, I'm bigger than all these stars. In fact, I know them all. I made them all. And so don't, don't think these Babylonians are, are greater than me. And sometimes when we look at the world round about us, we, we can sense the power of the evil one. You know, just so much... To me, wrong things going on. And we just hear of all this corruption and all that stuff. And we can find it intimidating in the sense of, well, where, where's God in all this, this stuff? You know, it's like, is, is God at work? Is he, has he taken a holiday? 
It can seem like that. And we can, it's easy to be discouraged and fearful. Where is the world going to? Particularly as we see the moral standards just fall away um, and things that we felt, hey, everyone thinks this is right. Oh, no, 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 some people don't. And if you actually say the truth in some places, uh, you'll be up before the anti-discrimination board, which is a bit, bit sad. Like Things that were, we shared freely, now we've, at times we've got to be careful about what we share. You think, where is it all going? And so in those, in, those, in those times, we've got to, in a sense, step back from the world and the media, which the media sort of reinforces all this negativity and cause us, can cause us to be very fearful. We've got to step back from that and, and recognise um, that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if we start to become fearful and, and anxious, we say, Hey, God, this is not from you. I'm listening to the wrong voices. I need to listen to you. And so here is um, the prophet Isaiah saying to the people of Israel, hey, step back and see how great a God we've actually got. The one who made this vast universe. And if you think the powers of the nations are great, well, they're just like a, a drop in a bucket. They're nothing to God. He blows... And they just wither and fade away. Uh, to us, they might seem to last, but it's only for a season, and they're, they're gone. You, know, you think of people like Stalin, Hitler, there for a season, gone. Mugabe in in, some, in Zimbabwe, hey, but they die and they go away. And he says, "Think about me. I'm the eternal God. I'm the one who made things." and I don't need any. I don't need to consult with anyone. I'm not. I'm not the only wise God. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. You mightn't understand. One of my favourite sayings, which um, one of our daughters was involved with, a religious community, and um, the founder of that community said, "Lord, I don't always understand you, but I trust you." And, and, and that's part of it. Is to, to step back and say, "Hey, I don't understand this. This thing's." seems to be out of control. But I thank you that it isn't. You are working your purposes out. So to trust that God is working his purposes out and say, he's a, he's a great God. He's the one who can raise people from the dead. And we know more of his greatness through uh, the death and resurrection of his son Jesus. That uh, he broke the power of death. He broke the power of the evil one. And, and times we have to step back and say, hey, God, you did this. You spoke and life came. Lord, you are such a great God. Um, your wisdom passed searching out. Um, Lord, you're a God who doesn't get tired. I get tired. Hey, but you never get tired. You never get weary. And so it's, it's reflecting on who he is and saying, hey, we worship a, a great God. So it's good to sing those um, great hymns of how great thou art. Because um, it just reminds us of God's greatness. You know, to think about what we're singing and, say, and be reminded of God's greatness and say, hey, you're a great God. I only see in part, but one day I'll see you face to face and I'll, I'll just bow down in worship. And so it's good to take that time to, to be with God because ultimately he is our strength. And so when life seems to be pulling us down, God says, hey, think about who, who I am. 
that if you wait on me, if you hope in me. So we're in a bad place when, when we've lost hope because the God we serve is a God of hope. Okay? And so we as his people should be a people of hope. Don't understand, but Lord, you're working your purposes out. But one day you are going to put all this right. In the meantime, help me to be obedient to what you're asking me to do and not to be discouraged. As someone once put it, help me to be a light in the world. Help me to light a candle rather than curse the darkness. So help my light to shine and make a difference in the world and recognising this world, hey, hey, this is not what it's all about. It's heaven that I'm looking forward to uh, and being with him for eternity to know that this world is just... uh, here today, gone tomorrow. Like for all of us, you know, we think you know, quite a few of us here are a fair age. And they think, hey, but in the end, what's, what's that in the light of eternity? There's nothing. And to, to see that we're living, you know, living in, in the light of eternity. And so here's the sense of uh, taking time to, to be with God. So the, in, in the Hebrew, the, wait, the word wait and hope. You can translate that the Hebrew word the same way, either wait or hope. And so there's, hope has a sense of um, waiting about it, but it's an expectant waiting. It's, it's like knocking on a door, and you keep on knocking because you know there's someone on the other side, and, they, and eventually they're going to open the door. And so it's that, that expectant waiting. Hey, it might not be today, but tomorrow. Hey, God has a right time for all things. And so the thing that causes us to not wait and not looking at this, what causes us not to wait on the Lord or hope in Him, is and not be at peace. Is often we blame others for our lack of peace and lack of joy, because it's easier to blame someone else than to do something about fixing up your own life. It's it's called sin. And so whether it's blaming the politicians or blaming your spouse or blaming the kids or whatever, it's easy to do that. But it means that we fail to take responsibility. If, I, if I'm lacking at peace, I can't blame Joan. It's, it's, it's mine. I've, I've taken on a wrong mindset because God is my peace, not Joan or not the, uh, not the settled circumstances or whatever. And so often we get, as I say, get into the blame game and it doesn't fix us up. And so for us it's, hey, if I'm not in the right place, I've got to look to God. I've got to take that time to draw aside, to be still and know, hey, he is God. He's the God of this universe. He's the God who chose me to be his. He's the one who loves me with an everlasting love. His love never gives up. I'm just amazed as I've gone on in my Christian life how patient God has been with me. And I'm only still, I'm still discovering things that he's saying, Alex, you need to fix this up in your life. And I think, God, you knew all about all about this way back when I first signed up with you, and you bore with it all. And then, and now you just say, Alex, now's the time for you to fix this up. Like, wow, God, you're so patient. And it's like God shows me His patience, so I can be patient with others. Freely you've received, freely give. As you've been loved, love one another. 
And so here's this challenge to, to, to know as Christians our strength is in God, not in our own ability, not in our own thinking or whatever. The world pushes all that stuff, not in right circumstances, not having the right people beside you. Hey, no, it's, it's in him. And tr- so trusting in him, trusting in his promises. And one of the promises, he won't test us beyond our strength to endure. Wow. He doesn't promise us we won't go through difficult times, but he wants us to, to know that in the difficult times, he's with us. And you look back and think, Gee, I got through that, Lord, with your help. Thank you. And at that point, we have a testimony that we can share with others. Hey, but if our life's not nice and smooth, there's, there's no testimony to God's greatness and goodness. Well, well there is some in terms of God's provision. But it's, it's, it, you know, people, sometimes, people who are up against it need to know that God is there in the midst of the weakness, in, in the midst of their suffering. And if we can share that, hey, like I share, it's been great testimony to be able to share my, my back and say, hey, God brought good out of it. And even in the times I spent with rehab, hey, it was a time to be able to share my faith. Wow, with people who didn't get the chance to hear otherwise. So in everything, God works for good. So he's made these precious promises. And the one from Isaiah, those that wait on the Lord, those that hope in him, will renew to the strength. Hey, no matter what age you are, <laughs> Uh, God can renew and refresh you, and and He is He is faithful, and He He wants to encourage us to look to Him. And those who, again, one of those promises: those who look to Him will never be disappointed. Never, He says, I, I won't disappoint you. It might seem like that at times, but there's that encouragement to trust. You don't understand now, but later on you will. And Jesus said to his disciples, you might not understand all this stuff. Hey, but later on you will. In the meantime, as the great old hymn goes, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a faithful God. You're bigger than our weaknesses, our failings, our sinfulness. Lord, you're bigger than the difficulties we see in our society. You are a big and mighty God. And Lord, one day every the world will see and every knee will bow and every tongue confess, Father, that your Son Jesus is Lord of all. He might be in rebellion now, but one day uh, they'll see that you are the King of... He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Father, I pray for grace for each one of us to continue to say yes to you, to take time to be with you, to acknowledge in a fresh way all the time that, Lord, we need you. And in the midst of all the things which which would distract us from you, Lord, help us to spend time with you, to look to you and any difficulties we might face, Lord, to just wait on you and see your way forward. In Jesus' name, amen.